Hey everybody, it's me, J Caps, and this is the World According to J Caps Extra Episode Edition. I just decided to come on here and make up for my last episode, which was only 36 minutes. But also, I'm on vacation. I decided to take a, a little excursion out to South Hold, Long Island. No real reason why I picked that place. I just was like, I'm going to uh, get away for a couple days. And so I went on Airbnb and I decided to see what I could afford for a few days. So here I am. It's the it's the very last, maybe the last hour and a half I have before I uh, I got to go. I didn't have to leave this Airbnb. I've only been here since um, Wednesday night. Uh, you know, for everybody who is following the show, uh, school, I, I teach during the day. I teach art at a, a school for like emotionally deranged teens. And then I night teach at a, a school for kids who want to be really good at art. And, um, on, t- on this week, earlier this week was my last day of class. It was the graduation for the high school, and that was on Monday. I think that's when I recorded the episode that I put up on Monday night. And then Tuesday was the last class of my Tuesday classes at that art school. Um, All the kids are like taking a break for the summer. And so they're closing the Tuesday night class, which I've been teaching for like a whole year. So I don't know. I was totally exhausted and um I just decided to go on Airbnb and look for a place to just like decompress and take some time for myself you know doing a little self-care you know uh and so I found this place in South Hold and it's a it's an Airbnb now South Hold is on the North Fork of Long Island if you ever go on the map like if you go on Google Maps and look at Long Island, it's uh, they say Long Island looks like a fish, and the mouth of the fish is Brooklyn, and then the neck of the fish is Queens, and the let's say the torso of the fish is Nassau, and then the tail of the fish is Suffolk, and now you know the geography of Long Island. Now, the South fork which is the bottom part of the tail that's the hamptons that's montauk point that's sag harbor those are the things that probably are like universally known maybe not even sag harbor um and in like the crotch of the uh of the um tail is riverhead and then on the north shore there's um there's Greenport, which is very popular. There's Orient Point, less popular. There's, um, I don't know, Mattituck, which is not probably not that popular. Um, but there's like, you know, it's, I don't know, the East End is pretty cool. I don't know. Like some people just feel like it's all, it's just like a different, it's a different Long Island that that is part of the, the tapestry of the place that I live. And, uh, and anyway, I decided to go here uh, because it was like relatively inexpensive for considering 
how close it is to 4th of July. So anyways, I came out here on Wednesday night. And um, so what happened was, so I taught my, this is just going to be a hangout recap. So, you know, just be grateful that you're getting a bonus episode. Um, anyway, so on Wednesday night, I, I teach a, a cartooning class to probably one of my favorite student, my favorite classes I have. Um, it's a group of five kids and they are all age range from like nine to 12. And they're all little comedians. Like the best of the group are like these two kids, this boy and this girl, one boy is 12, the girl is 10. And they're both like, love comedy and they love drawing and they love to make comic strips, specifically comic strips. That's like their goal. That's why they're in the class, but they're both like, will be pitching jokes the whole time. And, um, like we, like the class. Okay. So there were two, there are two kids in the class named Jax, J A X. And they've been in the class for a long time. And they're like, um, very like productive, students and we always like talk about Pixar movies so um like we made like a little fake company in the class called Jaxar um and I even made like a rubber stamp of like the like a parody logo of the of like the Pixar logo that says Jaxar Animation Studios so like there's a really good like rat like the class rallies together to do do cartoons um, anyway, so I had that class on Wednesday night and it was like really awesome. I was like really happy of the, um, just the galvanized energy of the class because it's fun to be around people who are, um, excited about, uh, creativity. And I guess for me, I, especially now the way my life is, I don't have a avenue toward um, I don't really have a creative community uh, right now. So I guess like my creative community is is my students that I teach and I share the various things that I do. So for, for instance, like in my in my art in my more serious art classes, and I can go full on being, you know, interested in composition and all this other and like, you know, how good you can draw and all this other stuff. But that class, I really do lean on my improv and and comic sensibilities um and it's really fun anyway so i was like super jazzed about that and then uh i knew i had to go to the airbnb so i had my whole car packed and i went to a pizza place after class i had to drive out to suffolk like deep in suffolk county for this for the airbnb and so on wednesday night so i went to slice to get a slice of pizza and I had a slice, and then I I went got back in my car, and I started driving out east. And as I was driving, like for about a half an hour, uh, I passed this old car show, and it was all like classic cars restored in a big parking lot. And uh, I was like, "Wow, what a what a great find!" So I pulled over, and I had my camera. And I just started taking pictures of all old cars, and I just had all my equipment with me, so uh, it was so great. It was so great. I was just so um, 
I felt I was so lucky to happen upon this uh, event. So then I stayed there for about like 20 minutes shooting pictures. And then I go back to my car and I'm like, where's my, where's my backpack with my laptop and all my stuff? And then I remembered that I must have left it at the pizza place in the shopping center of the school I teach. So I had, I called them and they did have it. And then I had to drive back like another half hour to my, to the shopping center where my school is. And I got my backpack and then I was like, wow, you know, I, my whole life is held together like by barely a thread. I mean, I just, the minute I change routine, everything falls apart. Like I forget everything. Um, so anyways, so then I finally went to, uh, I finally found, I drove out and I found the, the Airbnb I'm staying at. And, um, it's hosted by this old couple, uh, like they're old and they're, um, the lady's Russian and the guy's like an old, like older guy. Hold on. So I had to stop the tape for a second because the the lady who the lady who runs this Airbnb just came in and was like, "Oh yeah, it's time to go. It's ten o'clock." And I, I didn't check to see when uh, that was. So she just like came in the door. Little Russian lady, super nice. I mean, this is this has been idyllic for like the for you know when you go when you go to a place for um for just basically one full day like arrive stay a day and then leave it's really not like an immersive vacation so you're just sort of taking what you can from the short time and like allowing allowing yourself to like let go of the world that was only maybe 50 miles away from you and then appreciate the time but anyway this lady came in and she was like you she's like you got to go it's time to leave now i need to take the laundry and she like rushed in and then I was like, oh, fuck. Um, so I had to pack up and then she ended up taking my, uh, the pillowcase from my pillow. Since I'm a real, I'm really picky about my pillows. So she ended up doing the laundry on my pillow. And then I was like, you know, you, you have my, my laundry, you have my pillowcase. And it was like, oh, okay, so you can hang out for a while and just take the laundry out. So... So I got to stay here for a little longer. They the 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 couple who runs the so this this is a little cottage like next to another house and all these houses in this little circle are like 1890s looks like um I don't know looks like stick style or like like watered down queen anne or just you know shingle houses like those old those old school type of houses. If you guys don't know, if you guys are not up on uh, house design from the Victorian era in America, you should check out the the designs of these little houses that are in this little campground circle are, um, I would have to say, probably dominant shingle style with hints of Queen Anne style and and a sprinkle of stick design. Um and yeah, like listen, maybe if you got to pause the po- podcast and look those houses up, you'll you'll notice like um three very cool and you know, moderately ornate designed houses. So anyway, so 
in any case, I'm doing the podcast still in the space that in the spot that I was stopped um, like an hour ago now because it's now 11 o'clock. And when I was uh, stopped to get the fuck out of here, it was 10 o'clock. So that's, you know, that's um, pretty cool. So in the meantime, since I'm waiting for the laundry to go to be done and they had to run an errand, um, I don't know. I think that whole thing about not checking the checkout time on the Airbnb is very indicative of the last story I was telling where I just left my computer bag with my laptop and, you know, $100 worth of books just in a pizza place somewhere and then just drove off until I remembered it 40 minutes later and had to drive back. So, you know, this is like the kind of person I am, I guess. This is like one of the things of the many of the myriad things that I have to figure out before, you know, I guess before I turn 50, you know, I have to sort of solve some of these uh, life issues. But anyways, um, so where was I? I was on vacation the last few days. And um, so Wednesday night I got here and I just was like, kind of tired from the week. And I decided the first, I'll tell you something, guys, I never have ever, ever seen, but I saw for the first time on Wednesday night, I never saw Rick and Morty. And I watched the first three episodes of Rick and Morty. Um, And that show's now um, 10 years old, almost 10 years old. But uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it was pretty funny. And it was not what I expected. Uh, I really liked how uh, fast it moved and how um, clear the ideas were. It was nice. Um, I wonder, you know, I don't know. Like, I guess like I'm a kind of person that is a little bit of out, out of touch with with things. Um, it's a very popular show. I mean, I've been hearing about it forever. And even when I was in Germany, like the characters were... Um, like there was some department store and, and the Rick and Morty characters were like um, in the front window. So it's like obviously a hugely popular show. And like I've always heard about the guy Dan Harmon. I don't know what I, I never watched Community either, but I mean, maybe I should check it out. I don't know if I'm going to continue watching Rick and Morty, but um, it was definitely enjoyable. I thought it was really funny how um, like overtly sexual the flirting is with the um with Morty's love interest <laughs> where it's like he has a a fantasy uh, or no he's in like a uh, uh like a simulation they do like a simulation episode and like the the girl is like <laughs> squeezing her tits at him i thought it was so funny um anyway so yeah i saw Rick and Morty for the first time that's pretty that was pretty uh good i don't know if it'll be a I don't know if it'll be like my main show. I don't think so, but it was cool to finally um, get in touch with what like a lot of society already has known about for nine years. And then, uh, then yesterday was Thursday. So Thursday was like my actual full day here at um, my retreat, my creative retreat, <laughs> my vacation for a day. So I got up at like seven in the morning Um. And then I walked to, um, I walked to this bagel place in town, 
and I've got a bagel and coffee. Not a bagel. I got a roll with egg and egg and cheese and coffee. Um, and then I walked back, and then I decided to. This is this is what I what I my style of vacation is. I decided to take uh, an online class of drawing costumes from Will Weston. Will Weston is a uh, he's like an art teacher that teaches with draw drawing Amer- uh, drawing America. Is, this, is that the website? Anyways, um, I I'd, I'd bought a class on there and I'd never watched it, and um, so I decided to like take uh, as long as it takes to just follow along with the class and and learn all the things that are in there. Like a real nerd is the kind of person I am. I'm a real fucking... That's what I do on my vacation. The first thing I do on my vacation off is, is take an online class. But you know, you have to decide what are your own impulses and desires and follow them. You know, it's not up to me to judge that and like you could judge my decisions but in the moment that's exactly what I wanted to do I wanted to have the space where I could uh, take this class that I was like interested in taking and I had now I was an Airbnb I was away from all of the distractions of my regular life and I was able to sit and do it and it took like three hours and you know I don't think like I learned everything I needed to learn. Like one of the things when you're watching like a drawing class from like an expert artist is that in their hands is years and years of practice and dexterity and muscle memory of like the reason why they can just take a pencil and effortlessly draw like an intricate, an intricate curve that satisfies the thing they're showing you. And then you try to do it and like maybe in your head, it's like, oh, well, it should go like this. But then your hand just does not perform. And I think that's like the real, that's the difference. That's not the difference. That's like what is the challenge of all art making, um, whether it be like painting or or music or anything. It's like getting your getting your body to do what's in your mind. Um, requires your body to have been practiced enough at the thing to um, to pull off what it is. Because, you know, if you haven't like, well, I don't have to explain it. You guys understand that that idea. So anyway, but I think that it was a pretty good class. And like I learned about all these different, um, different folds that like occur in clothing that if you put them all together, you know, you can convincingly pull off different fabrics and the way fabrics are. Um, anyway, that was pretty cool. So that's how I spent the beginning part of my day on my vacation day off. And so then it was noon. And, uh, oh man, yeah. So then I was like, all right. I don't know why. Like, I guess because ever since last summer, when I got my after school teaching job. Um, it's been like my own chip on my shoulder that I should be good at art. If I'm going to teach art, I should be good at art. And uh, so since then, I've been going out to do plein air painting and I've just sort of recommitted myself to um, 
trying to be as much as I can not fuck with a bull when it comes to my art skills. Because I feel like, you know, if I'm an art teacher, I have to be like ready to throw down at any second and be like, yeah, I know how to do this and I know how to do it better than you. <laughs> so, you know, that way I can claim authority on the skills of teaching art. Because one thing I hate is um, the other um, pervasive element of art in the world today, which is like um, ba- theoretical babble about bullshit. I feel like I have no tolerance for art snobbery and I only respect um, skill and, uh, you know, like work ethic and um, I guess, I guess like just being able to, to walk the walk, you know? So anyways, so I got it in my head that I was going to go to some outdoor place to uh to do plein air painting. And so I started looking around at the different parks. And now Suffolk County has a real big tick problem. And uh when I was looking at the parks, I was looking at the reviews on Google and every review was like I never had so many ticks on me. I had 12 ticks on me. My dog had 15 ticks on me. And I'm, like, and I'm just like thinking, who has the patience to check themselves for that many ticks? Like if I, like I found one tick on me, like I had a tick on me that I made that inspired the tick episode. Um, and then later on that summer, I had a bunch of, not even a bunch. I had a bunch of chiggers, which are not ticks. They're related, but they don't give you Lyme disease. And then one time I came home and in my computer was um, like in the keys of my computer was like a Lone Star uh, tick, which is like the real bad kind. And I was like, how the fuck did it get in my computer? So like, and I was paranoid for days. Um, and ever since then, I've had, I've been like, damn, fucking, there's a lot of ticks out here. So the um so I was looking at these reviews and everything's saying like there's zillions and trillions of ticks out here. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to go into the wild. Cause like if you like obviously I'm the kind of person who forgets my bag in a pizza place, doesn't know what time to check out. Like I'm obviously going to fuck up and like walk through exactly the patch of grass that a million ticks are in. Like that's seems like seems like I must have already done that earlier today and I don't even realize it. But um so I was just driving around and trying to figure out where I should go. And I decided to go to Greenport, um, which is a a really cool place. Greenport, when I was a kid, I would go with my grandmother, and when my grandpa died, my grandma shacked up with this other guy who was pretty cool and his name was Vinny. They've both passed on. But when I was like everywhere, anywhere from five to I'm going to say nine. Interesting. This is like probably a four year period. No, actually, you know what? No. The last trips that I took with them, I was 14. 
So I really, I really did a lot of trips with my grandma and Vinny. Those were good times. But anyway, one of the things that we would do is we would drive out east on Long Island, like the same areas that I'm, the same area that I am now. We would go to this one little place called the Modern Snack Bar, and it had a, it still exists today, um, and it had a one of those classically designed like 50s and 60s style signs where it's like um, 3D letters in a circle and there's like an arrow coming out of it pointing at the next word and it was called the Modern Snack Bar. And I would always get a grilled cheese sandwich with a chocolate milk. And that was like my standard snack, my standard thing. And then we would go out to Greenport and Greenport had this little store, which I believe is still there, called Preston's. And it was a store that sold all types of nautical um, nautical equipment and also little tchotchkes like um, shells and shark teeth or shark jaws or stuff like that. Uh, and I loved it. And it really also helped fuel my, um, my love, of na- like love of the ocean. Um, anyway, so I decided to go to Greenport. And yesterday was extremely hot. It was like 96 degrees. I didn't find this out till later. So I was walking around. I had my, I had my plain air painting set up, which is um, uh, it's a tripod, like a, a photo tripod, and a like a pashad box, which is like this little opening box that you put like paints in the bottom part and you clip your artwork to the top of it, and um, and just like my box of uh, materials. And I was like walking around fucking two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon. It is blazing hot sun. The sun is like dead center of the sky. Um, and I was looking for something to paint. And then I found the railroad museum that's in Greenport that I never saw before. And I was just like looking around there. And then there was this, I guess, snow plow. You know, you guys ever see that movie Snowpiercer? Um, I think it's like about a snowplow train and there's like a whole society of people living on it. Um, it's like Downton Abbey, like where the rich people live up front and then the poor people live in the back. It's a stupid movie, um, but uh, they rerun it on TV a lot. In any case, there was a plow on there was a little uh, plow train with a shark painted on the front of it. And uh, I was like, this is I meant to try to paint this. So I set my stuff up and. I was painting and it was uh it was really really fucking hot. I got burned, I got sunburned on my arm. Thankfully I was wearing my gigantic hat. And I did my best. I think I fucked it up, but you know that's the thing when you go out when you go out to paint live, you're put to the test and the test is can you pull it off? And sometimes you can't pull it off and sometimes you do the best you can and it's not amazing, but listen, you gave it your best shot. Um, I don't know what like one should expect out of the like out of creation at all. Like we all, you know, it's sometimes I think why why am I even doing this? Like am I doing this to to climb the ladder inside myself of of being good at something, or am I trying to prove something to somebody? Or am I doing it for attention? Maybe all of those things. But anyway, the picture didn't come out that great. 
I think it was all right. You know, I put it on I put it on Instagram like a like a bitch. Um, then I was then uh, it was about five o'clock or five thirty or something like that. I was steamrolled from the uh, like the heat. The heat knocked me up. Like I got pregnant from the heat. I got heat. I got heat fucked. Uh, I got heat raped. And um, and anyways, yeah, I like couldn't even think. And so like I, I was like driving in Greenport, and there's this um shout out if you're listening, uh, Ricky TV. I don't know if he listens to the show anymore, but Ricky TV is a uh, he's a guy who lives out east, and he's a great like. Uh, creator. He's like essentially a carpenter, but he cre- is a create like a like a designer artist carpenter who makes all this cool stuff. And he designed um, the inside of the uh, what do you call it? the Times Vintage in Greenport, uh, which I think is like girlfriend runs or his wife or something like that. Uh, but anyway, I went. I was like, oh, maybe I'll should check that out. But I will check it out. But I was so punchy from the. Uh, I was so punchy from the painting out in the sun that uh, like I pulled, I tried to pull up to the the place right as it closed. And like I, I, um, I scraped my tire on the sidewalk because I, because like, obviously I was like too, I was like, I don't know, like sun drunk. I got sun raped and then I was sun roofied. So um, then I got like a bubble in my tire, which means I got to buy a new tire. Fucking what happened was I got in October, I got, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, T-boned, but thankfully I walked out alive. And then, um, I, I, what happened was I got, I had to buy a new car. Um, but this, the supply chain, did you hear about the supply chain? It's like, you can't get anything. And so I uh, could not pay. I didn't pay, I had to pay like twice the amount of money for like the car. I got like a small car. But anyway, I got a Subaru with like thin tires. And I've had to replace tires like three times on this car. Um, probably because I like probably did something wrong, like scraped the wheel. But still, like this shit didn't happen when I had regular sized tires. So in any case, I'm like bumbling around exhausted. Um, Greenport and then like I decided to get something to eat um, and then I came I oh yeah I came back I went to the supermarket and I bought uh, half a watermelon for five dollars which is like a great price and then I came back here and the Russian lady was like you know it's not like I'm living with them but they're they were like a very in this Airbnb it was very they kept in touch you know for the day that I was here. And she was like, you should walk over to the to the beach. You can walk over there. And so I was like, that sounds like a great idea. So I walked over to the um to the beach, which was like a 20-minute walk. And um I decided that it was like a probably a good time to to take a one hit from my one hitter of weed. Because that, I mean, like I'm on vacation, right? So, you know, thank you know, I was like, and I was, you know, of, of course, like I was like, oh, you know, this is allowed to 
be done in public, but of course I'm, I'm nervous. So I, anyway, on the walk there, like it was um, a desolate road, a perfect road for taking a one hit of weed. And so I did that. And then I uh, walked along the beach um, on the South Fork, on the North Fork, but the South Side in, in uh, South Hold. And I watched the water and I, wa- and I looked into the distance as I can see the wind as like one form as it moved all the waves in unison in like um, a pattern of, of lines that like all moved at the same time, all pushed by the wind. And uh, maybe because I was so sun-fucked, the being sun-fucked and as well as, um, you know, the, the pot... Then I was feeling like the sensation of the wind through my hands and like the way that the, the wind in totality was pushing against my body where I had to like uh, give a slight effort to stand in the wind and then like seeing all of the water be affected by that same wind as one complete form, an invisible form of wind that slowly dragged the entire water toward the beach um, in waves. And yeah, I don't think that there was any like anything beyond that sensation and that experience. But I was like, this is like, you know, at least sometimes when you can, uh, when you can stop and let go of whatever's inside your head and then reconnect with the the um the world and what is going on in the world and maybe that the world in itself is this gigantic powerful entity that is moving things around and acting uh with its own purpose which is like not purpose, but like with its own, um, let's just say thrust, like the thrust of the world and the thrust of life outside of your own small existence. And like to, to like have the, like the tangible sensation of like wind going through your fingers and where it's like that, that material like makes you aware of it. And you think about how, like our whole entire society is trying to make us just like look at our phone and make our phone be the thing that we pay attention to always. Like I've said this on the show before, we're invited to look at the world through our phone. Like the, the world's here, but look, look into your phone to see the world, right? And then it's like you have an experience where you're on the beach and you're on like you're noticing like the invisible um the the invisible entity of the wind on the water and like you can pick a point in the far distance and see that this power of the wind is affecting this gigantic body of water in one movement in one like move and you're like this experience is bigger than a screen and this this experience is um 
is outside the realm is like outside the controllable context that we humans like want to compress every experience into right like that feeling on the beach is bigger than like a movie where they try to construct and orchestrate that feeling for the audience like to feel it in real life is like infinitely more powerful than any type of like version of it or version of something that we make for ourselves to like cut out the world. And you know, it's like, that's great. That's cool that I had that like sort of like transcendent, like quasi high experience on the beach. But it's like, what do you do with that? Eventually you have to like come back to earth and you have to come back and like deal with the minutia of your life and um, everything is working. So I came back and I got anxious about the amount of ticks that I was afraid because one thing is they don't have sidewalks here in South Hold. So I had to walk on the street and I was just, uh, I had gone earlier in the day before I found the railway, the railway museum, I had gone earlier to this one park that I was like, I'm not going to go in this park because it says it's like infested with ticks. But I did walk around the perimeter of it a little bit. And, you know, I just don't know. So anyway, I came back to the Airbnb and I was like, I got to take a shower just from being out all day. And in the bath mat of the, uh, of the bathroom, like in the bathroom, in the white bath mat were desiccated little ticks. There were like three of them. And I don't know when they were from. They were dead. But they were the, the you know, the bad kind. And I was like, shit, is this place just infested with ticks? I'm so anxious. So I took a shower. And then, like, I was walking around the place barefoot. And I was like, I'm going to cut my cut the watermelon up. And then I was like, I'm walking around this place barefoot and like there's ticks on this fucking mat. Let me take another shower. So I took another shower and then I put socks on. Um, and then, um, then I was like, ah, man, what, whatever, dude. I was like, if, if I, if now, if by, if at this point I took, taking two showers and like really tried to put socks on, really tried to like not, get ticks. But if I got ticks from doing this, it was inevitable. Like then it's just like, don't ever go to Suffolk County. Like you're gonna, they're in the air. It's like a um, walking dead. I breathe them, you know, and now I got ticks, you know, so I don't have no idea. So I was so anxious about that. And, um, anyways, so I didn't have ticks that thankfully, thankfully I didn't have ticks, but, um, I watched uh, I watched Ricky Gervais's uh, new special called Supernature, and I gotta say it was funny. You know, it was nice. It was a, a nice, funny special. You know, I know that we live in a world where um, I'm supposed to think that everything I liked sucks now because of um, you know I don't know trans or something like that. But listen, I like to laugh. I make comedy, and I mean I try to make comedy. I don't know if I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a person that enjoys that type of stuff. So irreverence at all costs. And I don't really 
think, I mean, they're like, if you're not there to laugh, if you're not there, to, if you're there to be annoyed and if you're there to be like, um, whatever, I fucking don't even think that, I don't think anything that has been said by comedians is offensive. I feel like, especially the ones like, it's like if you're looking to um, power over someone, it's like right back at you. Like it's not, it's, 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 it's meant for joy. And like, if you can't see the difference between what's meant for joy and what's meant to genuinely hurt, then it's like, that's on you because things are meant for joy. Like people who dedicate their lives to, to creating joy, that's what they're doing. They're not, um, you know, trying to, it's not about, it's not about anything but that. So that's my spiel about, about that. I actually, I thought it was great. I thought that the, the, um, the special was good. I have not watched uh, a special in like a long time. I don't think it was like the most amazing jokes, but what I did like about it was it was a person having fun, an experienced comedian who like, you know, has created a lot of great stuff, like knows how to do the job and um, was just having fun, like having fun as if you're having fun with your friends and just goofing around, like goofing around when you're young, like when you're like when you're 15 years old and you're just like going to go and hang out at somebody's basement and you're just trying to like one up each other of saying the craziest, stupidest thing. So great. That's kind of the energy that I had that is in my cartooning class that I was telling you about that these kids like hanging out with these nine, 10, 12 year old kids. They're like trying to make jokes. They're trying to make each other laugh. And like what what I'll do is I'll try to find, um, my way to, uh, you know, ex- like improvise along with or accelerate it. And uh, like, it's just like, it, the whole thing is just like trying to like crack the room up fastest, like trying to escalate it to like the stupidest point. Um, and I think that was like present in, uh, in Rick Gervais's special. There was a lot of just like pure stupidity and it's so fun. Uh, anyways, so then this morning, um, like before, before I uh, was told that like I overstepped my uh, checkout time here, I, I took a shower in the morning. I took a freezing cold shower, as I, as I always do. Uh, and then I was cleaning myself off and I was afraid that I had a tick. Of course, I've been terrified of this. So um, I was like, my ball was, my balls were itching, like not, um, but like the, the skin on my ball was like a little bit sensitive. So I decided to like look to check. And so I, I like took my ball, my ball skin, and I was looking at it. It was like, there's a little pronounced, uh, red, uh, dot. And I was like, is that a tick? So like, I got my phone out and I like started like stretch my nut sack meat skin out. And I couldn't tell because, like, I don't really know. I don't know, man. There's, like, I couldn't tell if it was a tick. But anyway, so, like, I squ- I squoze this little area a little bit on my nutsack. And then it started to bleed. My nutsack started to just, like, a bubble of blood started coming out and then just started to bleed. And um, I was like, what is going on? And... um. 
I don't think that it was a tick, guys. I actually think uh, it was this other thing called uh, angiokeratoma of four dice, which is like a blood blister that happens on your nutsack. And it's pretty common. And I actually was like, oh, you know, I think I see the remnants of other of these on my nutsack. And I was like, well, I've had them for a long time. I guess it's okay. So, yeah, like my nutsack just started bleeding, which is like, I know, it seems crazy, right? It seems like might as well have a tick. But I'm like, no, because if I had a tick, then the blood would just be all inside of the tick and not bleeding all over my nutsack. So, you know. Anyways, uh, let's see. I I do have uh, suggestions, and we will get into them. Let's uh, let's get into some suggestions. We have a few. Um, we have uh, from from East Forty Nine, who listens to the show. He says, "Love caps. Talk about love. Do it. I dare you. Get sappy with it." So, let's talk about love, right? Um, you know, I actually am in a relationship for 10, over 10 years now. Um, uh, we don't uh, live together. Uh, but you know, and actually I think that that's a good thing, but we've been together for a long time and, uh, we used to do, um, when I used to tour Canada, uh, we, we had like a theater company. We don't really do that anymore. But like, um, yeah, I think it's very interesting when you think about love because it's like, I think that in general, we live in a, we live uh, where we, th we like have fantasy and then we have like reality. And fantasy is like affects every like every decision and every uh like every perception is tinged with our fantasy about it like we think about success if we think about like having i don't know whatever like your dream job or your dream house or your dream anything like there's all of this like um euphoria and idealism that's wrapped around that um, but you know, I don't know, like just from being like in this relationship for, for as long as I have, like, I, it's not, it's like ups and downs and, um, and you know, your, your, you change over time and your partner changes over time. And it's like, you're not like, you're sort of just like both weathering, uh, like weathering the storm of life, like, and, um, you know, a lot of times when you think, uh, like about your own, uh, happiness or you think about your own, um, like satisfaction with things, like a lot of times like that is because of your own, like whether or not you are happy with something, it's like that comes out of you, out of you. I mean, of course, not always, not in the only, not always. Like you know, people could be in a relationship where they're getting wailed on, you know, physically or mentally all the time, and that's that's like a situation that you know you have to perceive for what it is, and then get your, get yourself out of it if you can, if you're able to. Um, but 
I'm talking about just like in general, you know, um, if so, like, yeah, I feel like the thing about the thing about like love is it's like, I don't know. I don't think that there, I don't think that, you know, there's like a, some type of, you're lucky if you can find a situation where, um, you know, Rainer Maria Rilke, just to go, just to, just cause I couldn't think of the, uh, the, I couldn't think of my answer out of it. I'll think of, I thought of something that I've heard before that rings true. So Rainer Maria Rilke, the great, um, his writing wasn't like that good, but his letters to a young poet, really good. Um, he goes like, I've always thought this was accurate that like, um, on, for one hand is that we are alone in life, right? Like you're, you like behind the mask of your eyes, like when you close your eyes, like nobody can come in there with you, like inside of your head, inside of your soul by yourself, right? Like we travel through this life alone. And in that solitude, Ryan Maria Rilke said solitude. A lot of this I'm paraphrasing. Ryan Maria Rilke was like, um, damn it, you know who I sound like right now? I fucking sound like that douchebag guy who talks about the Stoics all the time online. Did you know this guy, the fucking Stoic guy? I'm not going to be that guy. Um, Anyway, but like solitude, right? Like you have your own private existence and you have your own... Uh, pursuit and you have your own experience of life and um then uh the like if you include another person in your life they also have like a a solid uh like solitude in a world to themselves that you can't enter really um and the thing that Ryan Maria Rilke did say was that like love could be a protection of solitudes like you protect the solitude of the other and the other person protects this protects your solitude and i love that idea i think that that is really great because if i were to say like what is the thing about my life that is important to me it's i mean the most important thing to me and like this may be a flaw or whatever but one of the most important things to me is the is to be able to continue my strange pursuit. I don't know why I pursue the things that I do or what it means or if it's like an ultimately it's ultimately a folly, but I do it and it's the thing that like I'm committed to. And uh like I appreciate that the person I'm with allows me to to like do that and like sort of like supports that. And I think like um if my life was like a pursuit of anything, it was like finding a way to do that, to finding a way to like be able to um to like have my pursuit in itself because like uh my life, you know, being younger when I was younger, like I don't know that like I was able to like really do what I want. I was able to do what I wanted to, but like, you know, you have pushback from family and things like that. And it's like, nothing is easy. Even, even with like a full on rollout, like of, you know, is like the, let's say the carpet rolls out for you. 
you know, you still have to take all the steps and you have to like learn and fall on your face a bunch of times to like get where you're going. So I think like that sort of, it's like that um, support is, uh, is important to me. And I don't know if that like is, if what the hell that has to say about love. Maybe what, maybe what that has to say about, <laughs> maybe what that has to say about is like, maybe I'm not like, but then on the other hand, it's like, I, um, I give a lot to her. I give like a lot of my, uh, time and effort and like trying to, to like do the same, like for, for her life. Um, and anyway, like, you know, I don't know, I guess like the thing about it uh, is that like, uh, you know, I think that we're all like flawed and, um, you know, there's no such thing as a utopia. There's no such thing as like an ideal. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you know, if you have, if you have somebody who you can, um, who you can be patient with and not like, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. I've never really dated I or anything like that. Or like, I, I've like, when I was, when I've been alone, I've been alone. Like I don't g- g- meet anybody or do any of this apps or anything like that. So I think that like my perception of it is that like most people have a very, uh, like a short, um, they don't want to like the minute somebody bothers them, they're like, I just want to like get the, like uh, rid uh, rid themselves of that person and then try to find an ideal in somebody else. And everyone is like very like, uh, you know, ex- like will like cast off what they have for something better across the across like the fence. I don't know if that's true. Like this is just my perception of like of it from from like uh, like seeing how it seems like with the culture and also with like you know, with the way that, um, the, with the way the internet is in general, like the idea of like, you know, like you're swiping through a a Rolodex of people and it's like, um, just looking for like physical turnoffs to swipe and not, uh, but in any case, like once you can find a person that like you can, I mean, listen, this is the same thing. It's like, like in life, even if, even finding a friend is a miracle. Even having a good friend is a miracle. So just like that Billie Holiday song, God Bless the Child Who Has His Own. I don't have any answers for anybody. Um, I think that like uh, in general, take like if you think like, like remember, you're no catch either. <laughs> like everyone fucking wants the, wants some some perfect thing. But then it's like, you know what? Like I know I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm actually, it's like, I don't know that I'm like, like the person who's with me puts up with a lot of my insane bullshit. And it's like, you know what? Like before you're quick to judge, know that you have a bunch of insane bullshit too. So cut, uh, cut everyone some slack and have a little patience. And I guess like, and if you're in it for the long haul, you know that like not everything is going to uh, work out like you think. Um, and listen, I mean, it sounds it sounds like a bunch of bullshit. But truthfully, um, listen, I don't know. I feel like not a lot of people are in relationships for 10 years, you know? It's uh, so, I don't know. Like, 
maybe I actually do have some some advice to to impart about love. And then again, I mean, like, let's say the thing has kept us together for the 10 years is probably not living together. Don't live with your partner. Have your solitude, have your own place and be a weird, like be a weirdo, obsessive weirdo that like me, who will be on your day off, you will, um, you will fucking do art, uh, you know, art class. Cause that's what a vacation means to you. All right, cool. Uh, if I had my, um, my uh, sound effects board set up, I would, I would have ding that one. Um, so next suggestion comes from William Lacoste, who asks, uh, true crime, get into the crimes of all the animals. Such a fucking great suggestion, William. I mean, first of all, I really want to fucking bring down the, in, the insect syndicate, the insects, these piece of shit insects who really... They they are the worst, the worst fucking culprits. They are, they're just parasites that like went pro, you know. Um, and if the then the biggest, I don't know what they should do. I think I think they should get rid of all the deers out here in Suffolk. But you know what, William? I'm going to be honest with you. This is a good suggestion. True crime, for the crime. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm going to have to make sure that you like, I didn't cover my mouth. So like you might get a sneeze through the, um, you might get a sneeze through the, uh, through the podcast. But I, I think that I'm gonna have to come like I, this, this idea the crimes of, of all the animals. I feel like I want, I want to do something. Unfortunately, I, I feel like this is such a good suggestion that I should devote some actual more time to, this concept because uh, you know i the i can't go too over time so i'm going to come back to that one william this is a good idea that i i will i'm going to get into this i'm going to really talk about the crimes of all the animals um i'm actually just going to go through these next suggestions relatively quickly i'm sorry i did this thing as a big long vacation recap on the other hand uh, i did i did um do dub, do two episodes this week. So that's also cool. So uh, Fuertans asks, fireworks, good or bad? Um, I think fireworks are good. All right. Um, so just to let you guys know, I had to... So this is a funny episode. This is recorded in three parts because I just had to leave the Airbnb because um, the, the couple came back and my pillowcase was dry. The lady came. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Come here. Come come again sometime. And then uh, she gave me my uh, my pillowcase back. And then and then yeah, like I was like, all right, I guess I gotta go. So I packed all my shit up and I just put the whole recording stuff in my car. And then I just pulled over to the side of the road. I'm in a shady part on the side of the road. And I'm just going to finish this episode up, you know? So here we are. Fireworks, good or bad? I'm going to say fireworks are good. They're cool. They should have fireworks for every... We should just constantly be living in a barrage of fireworks all the time. Everywhere. There should be... Like, we should just have man-made fireworks just... Um, 
constantly creating a cacophony all the time. And, um, you know, so, to, so we could be desensitized from it. Then we could really appreciate the quiet. We would really appreciate the quiet of the natural world instead of just, um, just dismissing it or something like that. Anyways. Um, and then let's say Richie Rich 4288, great friend of the show. Um, always with a lot of suggestions and he has four suggestions. Um, and I'm not going to do all of them. I'm going to do one of them. Uh, he asks if I ever heard of Bigfoot erotica. I have heard of it. Um, maybe I should research it a little bit. Um, I would imagine Bigfoot erotica would be uh, the fantasy of having sex with Bigfoot, which I don't think is, I don't know. I just don't think that's hot. It could be because I don't, I don't know. I can't imagine if I was having sex with a girl Bigfoot, that's, that doesn't seem, first of all, I, I wouldn't think that like it would be, I would be afraid to get ticks from a Bigfoot. You know, I would imagine that like um, having sex with a Bigfoot, I'd have all types of ticks on me afterwards. And I don't want to, I like I just had that, you know, I just had, I was bleeding out of my ball sack for nothing, not even a tick. So, you know, what am I going to try to like fuck, you know, a like a very hairy Bigfoot woman and then... Like what's, I mean, I, I mean that now that being said, like I do, um, you know, like, you know, like in, in my beat off searches, I definitely like a hairy bush. Like, let, let me not, um, let me not like, uh, be unclear, but a hairy bush is one thing, a completely hairy, like nine foot humanoid right? That's a complete, oh, that's wild. That lives, that lives in the wild. That's an, that's another thing completely. Now the Bigfoot erotica, I don't know it's, if it's like a male fantasizing about a female big, Bigfoot. It's very well possible that some of the erotica is like women fantasizing about a male giant Bigfoot. And I kind of can understand that because I think that like, like, like a female fantasy might be like getting plowed out hard. Like that's, that's like something that like would, a, like I could imagine a woman would fantasize about. Right. Um, and I would imagine that like a Bigfoot itself would be like, could really plow, like, like a superhuman strength. Right. Like just, you know, if you like, but then realistically, like there's going to be hip fractures. There's going to be like all types of injuries from just that level of superhumanoid pounding. So I think it's one of those things where I have to find out a little more about what's really out there in terms of Bigfoot erotica lit and, you know, maybe, I don't know, like CGI Bigfoot porn. I don't know. I don't know what's out there. But now now that it's on my radar, I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, and then... His other suggestion is, is there any conspiracy you're into? Uh, I don't know. Not really. I'm not really a conspiracy guy, but I also feel like um, it's getting hot inside of this car. So I think I'm going to wrap the episode up. Uh, I'm sorry that I had to stop this episode so many times because I kept getting kicked out of my Airbnb, but 
on the other hand, um, this is a bonus episode. And, you know, I usually used to do bonus episodes on my Patreon. Uh, and I really got to step up with my Patreon. The thing about it is I have a Patreon and um, I get very little feedback from the people who subscribe it seems like they're just happy giving me money whether or not I make anything. So um, I guess that's something to be grateful for. Anyway, have a, a great summer. Have a great 4th of July, and I'll see you next week.